Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. Oh, yes, the madness is finally upon us. We'll talk about Texas men's basketball, their number two seed, and also, yes, the Big 12 championship for them, uh, the Big 12 tournament championship. We'll get into that. We'll also review uh, that Old Testament style butt whipping. Another one they put on the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, the Longhorns enjoyed uh, getting themselves some yard bird over the weekend. We'll get into that, break it down. Uh, we also will talk about the NFL legal tampering period. Oh, man, just a term for it. This is a terminology you got to love that legal tampering. Tampering. I don't even know what that means. I don't know if anybody knows what it means, but you know what? We all love it, all right? So we'll get into that. We'll talk NFL news, notes, and nuggets. There are tons of NFL topics to get into. The Jalen Ramsey trade, Jimmy G. There are some whispers that uh, reports that he is headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. My man Patrick is a Raiders fan, so we'll get his thoughts about that as well. And, of course, your Dallas Cowboys. We'll get into all of it. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew because he's an idealionaire. He's one of the hardest-working members of the area. And family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we know for damn sure he's underpaid. Patrick Davis. What's up, Patrick? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. That was a fun weekend of basketball right there. And it was a great weekend of basketball. Great weekend of basketball. And how about this? As the, the side dish, we can talk NFL legal tampering, period. Oh. But we got madness upon us. And, of course, Longhorn basketball fans should be excited, not only uh, for the men. We'll talk about the women because the ladies also have their projection, their seating uh, for the NCAA tournament, but the men winning the Big 12 tournament, beating Kansas for the second time by by double digits, 15 or more points in the span of a week. I mean, you're talking about something that just hasn't been done very often. So we'll get into it. We'll break it down. Let's talk about Rodney Terry's future. All right, we got to discuss that because, you know, we had this discussion and I want to say it was last week, maybe we had it midweek, maybe on a Wednesday or something like that, about Rodney Terry's future and what Longhorn fans thought. Should he have, should the interim tag be removed already? Should the Longhorn fan, he was coach, actually it was when he won coach of the year. I remember when he, uh, Sporting News uh, awarded him coach of the year and we had the discussion and I don't think that was a right or wrong answer. Should Rodney Terry be the front runner or should he just be given the job as head coach of the University of Texas uh, men's basketball team? We'll have that discussion again and talk about it because now we have more information. More information. Uh, we have a uh, Big 12 tournament championship to discuss. Also, uh, Specs Tech Science wide open for you. 512-337-3776. That's the best way to do it. You can reach out to us via Twitter as well. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis is at It's Patrick Davis. Don't worry, Harge is okay. All right, He is fine. He'll be back with us later on this week. But if you want to cyber stalk my man Harge, you can do so. So at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. All right, Patrick, we had we was talking about this uh, last week, and we didn't know how far the Longhorns were going to go in the Big 12 tournament, uh, but uh, we expected them. There, There's a lot of talk they were going to end up meeting up with Kansas again. They took care of their business, and that's exactly what happened. And it's, it's, it's crazy to see the Longhorns dominate a Kansas Jayhawk team like that, a team that, is a you know a one seed a team that everybody thinks is possible is capable of beating any other team in the country when they're on their A game and without Timmy Allen the Longhorns because well, it's hard to even say this because I don't think I've said it very often put an Old Testament style Old Biblical style butt whipping on the Kansas Jayhawks and you know what I don't do this very often so I'm gonna do it right here we don't do this very often but I'm gonna stand up here standing ovation. 
for the Texas men's basketball. Oh, yes. Yeah, we can stand. Standing up. There you go. That's it. There you go. I'm standing up here. We don't do this in red. That's why we're all out of shape. Nobody stands up. We do We do all of our work sitting well, down. So also, also, it makes our YouTube and Twitch stream uh, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit harder to do. Sorry because, about that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, YouTube stream, we're just bodies, no heads. <laughs> that, so, uh, uh, But uh, your thoughts, Patrick, because it was it was really, you know, and I'll, I'll start with the storylines. I think the storyline is for this Texas, uh, Texas team right now is their defense is playing at a really high level, period. It's just defensively, they are clicking on all cylinders. So I'll throw that out there. But then there's double D. There's Dylan DeSue, who won Most Outstanding Player in the Big 12 Tournament, and he is starting to find his form. And you're just starting to see so many other guys step up at the perfect time. This is what got you giddy. This is why I'm titillated. Yeah. Arterio Morris is now starting to play some of his best, best basketball of the season right now. And I know, yeah, we still want you know all the, the guards to be clicking, but send Marcus Carr find his groove again and figure out exactly where he can be the most efficient within the offense was also very, very promising. They're playing their best basketball of the season, heading into the tournament. That's all you could have asked. I don't care who's coaching the team, but Rodney Terry's done a hell of a job, man, with this team, considering the circumstances, trials, tribulations. I mean, it has been a tumultuous season, to say the least, uh, but they are right, right where they need to be to make a run. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we can say this is a veteran team that has done a lot for themselves, and they've also had a great coach to help them along the way. We saw uh, just before the end of the season, all of us were a little bit st- on the back of our heels like, oh, this could be really disappointing. They seem to be playing their worst basketball at the end of the season, and they apparently had a team meeting. They all got <laughs> together, and they've turned it around. And, and I'll tell you the one word that I'm going to put in this because it goes on both ends of the court. Focus. They are focused for 40 minutes a game. That is what is happening right now. That's how your defense gets picked up because you're focused and Dylan DeSue is not picking up a dumb foul because he's not looking for a second. He got and then turn around early though, and now I thought about you. He did, <laughs> but like, he stayed no. out of it. But he, but he did. He, and that's he yeah. stayed out of it and was able to keep playing. And that thing is that's the focus is you can get unfocused because you get a call or you go the wrong way early in the game, right? And then you sit there and you go, Oh man, now I gotta. I really gotta focus now. I gotta double down, and then you go up for a block and you hit bodies, and you're like, "That's a foul every day of the week." Yeah. Even if you blocked a shot, it's a foul. So you have to understand. All right, I can't go that way. I can try and go around him and block a shot, which Dylan DeSue did a few times, mm-hmm. or I can kind of let him go and let somebody else try and go get it. But it's not worth me fouling out of the game because I'm too important to this team. That is what they were doing. Arturo Morris normally has man. one or two of those times a game, especially when he gets increased minutes, where he just throws a pass to nobody or he goes for a steal that he was never going to get and it leads to an easy two points he has those kind of just just mind farts every once (laughs) in a while and he didn't and that's that focus and we saw it Marcus Carr Tyrese Hunter is now playing in the way of getting to the hoop and knowing how to get guys to come out and guard him on enough on threes and get to the basket Jabari Rice is still playing at a very high level it's so much fun to watch them but to see how they got together and were like, man, we're, we're in the home stretch. I know it's hurting. I know we're sore and beat up from playing in the Big 12. This is our last run for a lot of these guys. It's time to focus because, hey, man, we've only got as many games we, we let all ourselves to play now. So do we want to say, oh, we're hurt, and that's why we went home early in the tournament? 
Or do we want to say, hey, man, this champagne tastes real good? So once in a lifetime opportunity. I feel like that Eminem song should be playing. You got one shot. Yeah. <laughs> right? You got one shot at this thing. And you know now you got all the pieces potentially to make a run. Now, yeah, do you have flaws? Of course you have flaws. You have limitations. You know, everybody does. Yeah. Everybody's got flaws. There, every, there is no perfect team in college basketball, especially this season, actually. It's actually a really good season to make a run because there is no dominant no, perfect and, team. And, and honestly, if you want to talk about the health of a team right now, knock on wood, that Texas is relatively healthy. Timmy Allen, Timmy Allen was out this weekend. He'll be back. He looks like he'll be fine to come back. They could, he definitely could have played this entire weekend. But they were trying to get him back because they feel maybe he was a little bit hampered at the end of the season, which would make sense because his scoring was really down near the end of the season. So I could believe that there was something where he just wasn't getting enough lift, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I can like this knee is really sore. This this calf is just shutting down on me." So they wanted to get Old him man some rest. injuries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I could see whatever it was. I could see they just wanted to get him some rest to have him healthy and a hundred percent when they go in the tournament. But a lot of these teams now are having important pieces start to go down and oh, that wear and U of tear. H. U of H. Uh, I mean, McCullers was out for Kansas it, in that game. Sasser, that's going to be – yeah, you're right. And, and so, like, these are big pieces that, you know, certain teams are just going to be without, and you're in a place to go, all right, let's go capitalize. We've we've done good. Marcus Carr shedding weight before the season so he could be ready for it. The, the health and conditioning of UT, man, you can watch their videos. And I, I there may be teams that do health and conditioning as much as Texas does and as well as Texas does. But I don't know if there's anybody who does it much better than they do. Yeah, they're very effective at it. No, you're right about that. I, I just it's a couple of storylines within the game. We'll get big picture here and talk macro and get into Rodney Terry a little bit too. And then of course we'll talk Colgate, uh, their first uh, first round opponent, uh, Colgate as Texas as a two seed going to the NCAA tournament. One storyline I really liked in this game watching it. So Marcus Carr early on struggles. Right, it, it, it doesn't surprise any Longhorn fan. They're like, all right, so Marcus Carr he's, continues to struggle, and I believe what, the the first bucket that got him going was that and one. He gets the drive to the paint, the and yeah. one. He missed the free throw. Yeah, but it was it, it it was him trying to get the the best high percentage bucket for himself. Right, it, it, he wasn't settling in that moment. He was aggressive in that moment to try to break himself out of the slump. And then after that, I mean, he got his groove. I think he hit his next five. I think he hit those I think he hit five straight shots, something like that. Right, he was. And to me, that's that's your senior. I mean, he's that's, that's your leadership. And to me, I, I I really enjoyed that moment because we we've watched Marcus Carr the last four or five games. Looks like he's losing his legs. Understandable. You talked about losing the uh, him losing the weight to try to make sure that he you know can withstand, if you will, uh, you know how long deep into the season and all the wear and tear of a, a long run in the season. And in that moment, I saw him. Although his legs are still dead, it's not like he drank Red Bull and grew wings overnight. <laughs> but intellectually, he yes. starts figuring out. All right, what's the best way to use these worn out legs? Yeah, get to the paint. Is it a pain? Get the draw the draw the foul, create contact, and then get to the rim. High percentage bucket. Yeah, Ew, I loved it. And then after that, he kind of he, he found his rhythm. After that, I that was one of the great moments in the game. It was a really understated moment, but it was a real. And he ended up with seventeen points. But to me, that was the moment he kind of he forced he wheeled himself out of the slump. Yeah, no, and it, <laughs> and it's been, and that's something too that we've seen. And this is something they're gonna have to look forward to or figure out how to deal with. 
going into the tournament of rotation-wise is you definitely saw something in this tournament of the spacing of the team when when you have Timmy Allen and Dylan Mitchell on the court at the same time, the spacing hasn't been 100% right because you now have three non-three-point threats on the court, basically. And the defense sags off a little bit. People will sag off of Timmy. People will sag off of Dylan Mitchell. Dylan Mitchell has stepped up a lot more of making quick decisions when he has the ball, and he's been a lot more assertive in that to not allow defenses to completely back off of him. And you can't just like leave him alone by himself because now he's going to start driving to the bucket. And if you're coming back on him and he drives and dunks on you, he's too athletic and you can't stop him. So they're having to figure out that. Dylan DeSue has got that push shot going from a little bit further out. Oh, but man. all of that stuff. It's Bill Cartwright-esque. It's amazing. <laughs> but all of that stuff leads to opening up the lanes way more because the defense has to be out on the three-point shooters. And so I think for Texas, that's something going forward is you're going to have to figure out, hey, man, maybe we don't play Timmy Allen and Dylan Mitchell a ton together to keep that spacing out, and we put them in a different scenarios where we can spread the court, continue to try and spread the court a little bit more. I don't know if it'll be a huge problem against Colgate just because they're not going to have the most athletic mm-hmm. defenders. So it's like they, they're not going to be able to sag off you pretty much anywhere yeah. because they're just not going to be able to make it back up. But once you get a little bit further in this tournament, you're going to have to figure out how do we keep spreading the court because even though they shot a horrible percentage from three-point line in that game, people were respecting the three-pointers because they know Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr and Tyrese Cunningham hit him. They didn't. Marcus Carr is the only one who hit one. I know, yeah, Tyrese is off. Yeah, his, I mean, his defense was what really. Yeah, but that's, again, and that's what you want is you're like, hey, man, look, as long as we can get the defense out of you. Yeah, that's what Tyrese Thomas is providing right now. His and, defense, man, was yes. fantastic. He really They did a great job on uh, Dewan Harris. And that's basically he basically denied him the the basketball. They talked about that. Um, man, it was uh, I think it was Light the Tower. I heard it. Shout out to my man Craig Way. Does a great job as always. Him and Jeff Howe, uh, where they decided that you know we have to deny Dewan Harris yes. at all costs. Just not let him get the basketball at all. And that's essentially what they did. They also talked about their defensive game plan was we can't stop Jalen Wilson. We're not going to de- devote a ton of resources to do it. We're gonna. It was almost, remember the Bill Belichick uh, Hall of Fame game plan against the Buffalo Bills when he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants was let Thurman Thomas get his. We're going to stop everybody else in that K-Gun offense from getting theirs. No Jim Kelly, no Andre Reid. Thurman Thompson get his because it's hard to stop that guy. That's what basically what they did. Jalen Wilson got his, and they said that, you know, I, and like I said, I heard on Craig's show, you should go check it out uh, on Light the Tower. Craig and Jeff did a great job talking about it, and they played some sound uh, from the players from the post game, saying, yeah, Jalen Wilson, we knew he's a great player. He's going to get his. We got to make sure the supporting cast is neutralized. That's the key. Supporting pa- yes. cast is neutralized. Jalen Wilson and his performances, it'll be great. Yes, but it won't beat us. What beats you is Jalen Wilson and then the supporting cast, and that's what they didn't let happen. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. I think we've seen with Grady Dick throughout the the end of the season, teams are learning more and more how to guard him, and that's something he's going to have to work on in the offseason and through this tournament for Kansas is that he has just, like the end of the season, been very ineffective because teams just press him really hard, mm-hmm. and he's not able to get off of defenders very well through screens and everything else. So once you stop him, that's their second big scorer, and it, now it starts to all fall apart that, that Dwan Harris is not there to to facilitate anything. Grady Dick's not getting open shots. Yes, Wilson will have a good game, but yeah, Yesifu was their second leading scorer, mm-hmm. and that was just out of necessity that he was the only guy that was getting anything. Yep. 
It's a, it's a good game plan. They've had good game plans going in. Uh, and, again, we know that going in this Colgate game is going to be an interesting game because they're three-point shooters. Uh, I believe they have the highest three-point percentage in college basketball. Yes, right under 41%. It's like 40.8% or something like that. So really Texas good. is going to have to figure out a pretty much completely different game plan for this team than they have done before. But you have the staff to do that. And you have the talent of guard play that you need to have defensively to be able to pull that off as well. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And it's it, for Texas, yeah, I, I love how each game, you know, Rodney Terry, Coach Terry does a good job of deciding, you know, we're going to take this person away or this, uh, these yeah. pieces away or these concepts away. And like those are the most pivotal concepts to their the opposing team success. Did a really good job of that. We'll, we'll preview Colgate because you're right. That, it's, it's strange. They make, they, they're the best three point shooting team efficiency wise in the country. They don't make a lot of threes, though. They only, yeah. they only make like nine threes a game. They don't make a lot of them. It's weird. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what? We'll they're also, it. yeah, we're, it's also their, their leading score is a 51% free throw shooter, which blows my mind. But <laughs> you yeah. can be that at a high level of basketball. No, no, no. They, they got like four or five guys shooting over like 37%. So they. Oh, no, I'm saying free, 51% free, free throw shooter. He's just an awful oh, free throw shooter. free throw shooter. Yeah, yeah. No, he's an what? awful free throw Hold shooter. Oh, 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 like somebody who's good at three-point shooting? Yeah. He's a 31% free three-point shooter and a 51% free throw shooter. That's amazing. It's a new generation of basketball that player that only practices shooting threes because they don't want to have any contact in their life. And then they get later on and they learn how to play other positions, but they never practice free throws. They only practice threes. I, it's a I, dumb way to no, do no, no, it. No, it's, it's, it's not just basketball, too. I, I know it's a random topic. We'll get back to Texas basketball here in a second. I call it the I call it the sports center effect. I've I've discussed this and I've studied this myself. Meaning studied meaning I've basically made it up myself. But <laughs> the, the but you know what it applies though. It is the generation of fans who grew up with highlights on social media and the highlight generation of sports center. They, and all they want is highlights. So all they practice is for highlights. They want dunks, they want three pointers. What's not a highlight on, on sports center? All right, what, what mid mid range mid range shots? Nobody, yeah. No, it's not gonna be on Sports Center. No, no mid range shots, no free throws. All right, so if it ain't on Sports Center, ain't on a highlight, they don't practice it. That's yeah. not what they want. So it kind of goes back to that's why tackling, just a simple art of tackling, has kind of gone by the wayside because that doesn't make the highlight. A big hit makes a highlight. So guys are trying to knock the ball loose or pry the ball loose, and it's like, no, no, just make the tackle. Just, <laughs> just, I know it's, I know it's you, not gonna look pretty. Go so many reps of Rod B. They're not. It's not a pretty tackle, Rod B. You're like, oh, Rod B. Did you get run over? No, I grabbed the leg and I held on. That's called <laughs> I got tackle. Down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you get run over? No, no. Hey, I, maybe hey, I got did you, run over. Did you see what happened after that play? Did you hear the whistle blow? <laughs> exactly. It's all I, I going grabbed for. whatever I could grab and I held on for dear life, <laughs> and he went down. It didn't look pretty. Matter of fact, you can say, Rod B. Man, that didn't look good at all, man. You look. You, he got the best of you. I don't care. He goes down. But that don't make Sports Center, so the kids don't practice it. So I, I'm totally with you. I think it, it affects basketball, football, baseball probably too. All If it don't make the highlight reel, they really don't emphasize it. And you get what you emphasize. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Rant, old man rant there. Uh, old man ran alert. Old by, man uh, ran alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tucker Richardson is the guy. He's their leading scorer. I love to that. 51, he's a That's 31% three-point shooter. That is 51% free throw that shooter. That is fan. That is really that is that is Just, unbelievable. Yeah. And I'll put sorry, some of that. He doesn't shoot a lot of free throws either, which is because if you don't shoot a lot of free throws, it means you're not driving the paint very much. Yeah, they, just, they can't. I, I, I haven't watched a ton of Colgate, I'll admit, so I'm going to be trying to scramble. I don't, I don't think I've watched any Colgate exactly, yet. So, 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 I will watch some this week. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to try to go and watch it and see like, exactly, are they just standing 
standing around, spreading the floor. Yeah. Like, who's missing? So we'll do some research on that. My man Patrick watches more basketball than any of us. But getting back to Texas and their impressive uh, win. So, first team since uh, Kansas joined the Big 12 to defeat Kansas by 15-plus points in consecutive weeks. And only the third team since 2010 that Kansas lost uh, in Mar- lost to in March by 20 plus points. Um, so that's yeah, you don't beat Kansas that bad <laughs> right before the tournament. It, even it, we talked about this. I was like, yeah. Kansas is gonna you know uh, try to emphasize you know resting guys. You think they'll emphasize rest or whatever? And you were like, no, no, they, they're gonna be trying to win. Yeah, and you. I mean, they they want to be the number one overall seed. You want to be going like if we had decided. I know we talked before. Hey, man, Marcus Carr's uh, legs are tired. Do you think they shouldn't, you know, push? Would you feel better if they had had a second round exit and just, you know, kind of rest their players a little bit more and had a second round exit, or how they did it and just dominated the Big Twelve tournament, the best conference in basketball, and they just walked through it like yeah. that? You feel better this because you wanted to win. Kansas wanted to do that too. And they just happened to run into a buzzsaw two weeks in a, two weekends in a row, and we know Dick Vitale is picking Texas in the championship game. I'm like, yeah, he just watched them beat Kansas handily twice in a row. Twice, he's like, he called both those games. Yeah, he's like, I thought it would be. Yeah, everybody thought like everybody kept waiting on the Kansas run. It was like yeah. Kansas gonna make a run and they gonna get back in the thing. It's gonna happen. It's just Texas did not allow that run. This is and that was without Timmy Allen. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. You brought up Timmy Allen too. Because we'll get to the spec text. I know you guys got some texts. So we'll get to those. 512-337-3776. He's been he's obviously been out. Sergio Roy Rice has been in yes. the starting lineup since he's been out. Do you bring him back into the starting lineup or do you try to change things up now? What do you do if you're Rodney Terry? So it I know, I know. It's a good it's because it, it's interesting because you're right. The lane the offense seems to flow a little bit better. The and, lane's and open. The lane's open. It lane's helped out open. Dylan DeSue so much that offensively little, oh, that little high because screen he had and, so little, much more room to work. A little high screen and roll with him and Marcus Carr. Oh. Yeah. They and they just weren't able to double on to Dylan oh. DeSue the way they had done all season. Fantastic. I mean, I, I here's my deal is I'd probably try to, depending on your lineup, uh, depending on who you're playing against, I'd try and run Timmy Allen more in the four spot and run a smaller lineup more. And three rotate guard, those three, three guard guards and yeah. put him in that rotation with DeSue, Cunningham, and uh, Christian Bishop. I try and put him in that rotation a little bit more so that maybe, hey, look, if we get into foul trouble up there and make Timmy body up a little bit more, but use him in a position where him and Dylan Mitchell are not on the court at the same time. Him, it, so he can be on the court with Brock Cunningham. He can be on the court with Dylan DeSue. He can be on the court with some of these guys, but there needs to not be – three non-three-point shooters on the court at a time. Mm. And that's where I think the problem might have been lying in because teams are sitting off of him. I, and you're going to have to play it by ear, too, because I think there's going to be points in times we saw in the first game of uh, the Big 12 tournament, we all said, oh, man, they really could have used Timmy Allen at a point in there. So it depends on your matchup that if they're if the, you're playing a really good defensive team, Timmy Allen may be able to come in there and give you some points in the mid-range that no one else is able to 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 make up if they're able to, you know, physically and athletically keep up with you on drives to the paint. They got a good rim protector. Timmy Allen may be very necessary. But at this point, I, I'm trying to do it there because also Arturo or Morris earned Man, playing time. That's what I love, too, because we kept talking about the magical formula being going to the tournament, having those three guards, right? You're three top guards. Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, and Sergio Bar Rice all playing really well. 
And it seems that all season long, we've we've only been able to get two of the three um, yeah. at any given point. It's mostly Sir Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr. But now we're getting defensively so much great effort and energy from Tyrese Hunter. Um, he's basically you know face guarding Harris the whole time, and that was great. And now you're getting Arterio Morris, who is giving you a spark, just a lot of juice. Whether it, he, even defensively, he's making some plays no, too, no, but and, offensively he's making plays. And I almost wonder, like now. We didn't get all of – maybe we got half of Tyrese Hunter, just the defensive half. <laughs> we can't get the offensive half. But until you're more – maybe a combination of the two, money balling the two, we can get that high-level guard play we need overall, period. Not – we just don't – it doesn't look like we thought it was going to look. Yeah. Right? No, and that's and that's I think where you just kind of have to go by matchup to matchup, which is so much of what the tournament is, is so many times you get two days to figure out – Hey man, this is who we're playing. These are their big guys. This is what we're able, we're going to be able to do against them. That's where you kind of have to roll. But the tournament is about guard play, so you're going to need at least two of those guys, maybe a third. And I'll tell you about Tyrion Morris. Defensively, there are he has some lapse at points. I don't know if there's anyone who has a better feel for the defensive end than Tyrion Morris on this team. He makes just really smart, instinctive steals. Exactly, a lot. He's athletic. but I mean, yeah. just plays where. Like you can't, it, you that decision is so split second to hey go for that ball. He's gonna throw it over there right now. That no one else is making that play. He's made him several times throughout the year. He takes. You risks. can watch him getting in yeah. there, and he is a risk taker, and that's where you want to slow him down a little bit. But at the same point, he has such a good feel for the game of basketball that he could be super valuable and get fresh legs. When we're talking about hey. all of these teams and everyone else, right Arterio Morris has been playing. 10, 15 minutes the whole season. He's got plenty of legs coming this time of year. Yeah, we're doing that 10 that hour run Texas had. I mean, that was the Arterio Morris run. Yeah. I mean, he had, he, he had a steal, he had a three pointer, he had a lay. I mean, that was a. Hey, man, we saw was, him. He's a guard and he was alley oop and elbow above the rim. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, that's why I think he takes risks, though. He takes risks because he knows he's a freak. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I can, I can get there. This is a bad. Bad idea for you. This is a miscalculation for the average player, but I'm such a physical freak. I can get there. Yeah. I played with guys like that. I was like, yeah. Rod B don't need to make that call, but <laughs> you can make that call. You're a freak. So I'm with you on that, man. Him, so I, I do feel really good about the guard play just because Arterio Morris has picked up the offensive slack, if you will, of Marcus Carr. Mark, uh, sorry, Marcus Carr. Sorry. Uh, Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter playing really good defense, though. I mean, high level defense. Um, so, all right, we'll get back to the Texas basketball conversation. Uh, I want to know your thoughts, though, listeners, on Rodney Terry. Longhorn Bear says, two questions you have to ask if Chris Beard was coaching. Do they still win the Big 12 tourney, and does Kansas win if Bill Self was on the sidelines? Horns are playing epic defense at the right time. Um, look at the last in five NCAA champs, top five defenses. They are playing really good defense. Like they are, yeah. And they are elite defensively, elite. Yeah, and their, no offense, their offense does look better than it did with Chris Beard. I can tell you, I don't think Dylan DeSue would be most outstanding player if Chris Beer was coached. That's the one thing I could tell you would be different. They might still win it. The team would just look a little different. Texture says, Coach Terry has done all of this without legitimate big man or at least depth in that position. Let's give him another year to see if he can be consistent. Texas always wants the big name higher, but every big-time coach started out as a no-name coach. Give – it's all caps, by the way. Give the guy a chance to be great. Chemistry matters in the coaching staff, and this staff showed it can conquer adversity. This is what I said last week. Because I, like I said, there, there's no right or wrong answer if you're like, hey, man, oh, it's Texas. Texas should go get the best possible coach they could get for the job. The guy that is most qualified with the most skins on the wall, 
whether that's your, I don't know, your Jay Wrights and Billy Donovan's, whatever. You know what I mean? Make make the best guy tell you no. I, I get all that. Trust me. I've been on that bandwagon. You guys heard me rant about football. Trust me. I get it. Uh, I'm not, so I'm not uh, dis, dis, discounting that, discounting that opinion. But what I really say is it, it reminds me of my take about, you know, finding the right quarterback. Do you want to find the best qualified coach for the job or do you want to find the right coach for the job? And sometimes it's the same thing. Sometimes you can get both. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're seeking the best coach, that most qualified coach, one who has the most skins on the wall, the most, the most accomplishments, and you might miss out on finding the right coach. I do believe that CDC and the folks behind the Bernard's Curtain, uh, Jay Hartso, Kevin L. type, that group, I do believe they focus on hiring the right coach. Because Steve Sarkisian wasn't the, necessarily the best coach for the job. They, he was, they believe that he's going to grow into being the perfect coach in terms of the compatibility of his vision, uh, their support, you know, the resources, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, and I don't know, Chris Beard probably was both, actually. Uh, when he was hired, because I, I think he was obviously real, well qualified and had a lot of skins on the wall, and he was a uh, up and comer and a fast riser in the coaching industry. And of course, the ties to Texas, him being a Longhorn himself, and all that kind of stuff. But um, having coached there, so that's I, I think that ultimately is the mm, deciding factor, or that's the conundrum that CDC and decisions make have to deal with. Yeah, right coach and, or the best coach. And again, it's what have you done for me lately in coaching? Always, it depends on what he does in the tournament. Like that's, and we're basing off of what's a great what's a great coach off of tournament wins. That Pretty is what much. that is what Chris Beard's effectiveness and what he was based on why why he was such a great coach coming out of Texas Tech was because he got to the championship game with Texas Tech. That's why it was. It wasn't about a system. It wasn't about anything else. Now we know he has the system, but if you want to say what does it makes this coach great or what makes this coach great, it's NBA prospects and it's tournament wins. Chris Beard did not have a ton of NBA prospects. Shaka had way more NBA prospects than, than Chris Beard did. But Chris Beard had got to the championship game. So what can Rodney Terry do? If you get to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4, all of these make that decision way, way easier for Texas. I'm with you. I, I, I think at this point, and I hate to say it like this, but I'm just trying to be devil's advocate and think like a decision maker at Texas. Because yeah. Rodney Terry's actually, he's done enough to earn the job. I, I'll say that. Yeah. I, I believe he's done enough to earn a job. But would I give it to him right now? I'll say no. If I was a decision maker, and this is why, because who, what other program am I competing against? He wants this job. He wants the yeah. Texas job. And and when he goes to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, this is the Texas is the job that he wants. He he's going to get offered another. If Texas does not hire him, he'll get offered another great job because he's doing a fantastic job. But it, at this point. In terms of leverage for Texas, what's the incentive for you to name him head coach right now other than you just really love the job that he's done? No, I also don't think it's going to – I don't think you want to put that distraction onto the team right now. Of, oh, so good point. Like, hey, man, they're playing a lot for Rodney Terry. We saw they after are. the game when they yeah. were doing that interview, they went over because they, they're not stupid. They know there's a camera on him. They know that Texas administration is watching, and they wanted to let them know we love this man. So – I think there's something to be said of you're letting them – they're playing for Coach Terry right now, and they want to do it for themselves, but they also want to do it for him because they know, hey, man, if we do it for you, we're gone next year. We're going on to, to follow in the rest of our life. But we'd love to come back to Texas 
and come back and catch a game and you're still the head coach. Yeah, you could lose. I mean, Marcus Carson, so Jabari Rice, Timmy Allen all gone, and also Dylan DeSue could be in that camp as well. Christian Bishop could be in that camp. So that's a great point, Patrick, yeah. about, I mean, these guys are motivated. They want to win, and they said it. I mean, they said they've been very vocal that he's the guy they think is the right guy for the job. Uh, all right, keep the text coming on the Specs text on 512-337-377. Takes. We come back. we got to get into the NFL. There's a ton of NFL news to get to, uh, so we'll start kind of sifting through the detritus, if you will. Baker Mayfield, he's back in the news. Also, Carolina, are they even sure who they're going to pick with the number one overall pick? We'll get into that as well. And Cowboys, they like a running back at Texas, may not be the running back you think. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful number one. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. You can always be a part of the show. Specs Tech Sign is the best way to do it. 512 337 3776. It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick playing jams that are intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a difficult weekend. And um, honestly, this weekend. That's yeah, just happier soul music now. I was going to say, yeah, I think we're all good here, actually, this weekend. Well, I guess Texas women's basketball had the loss to. Hey, they, they made tournament. it to a championship game? Yeah, they're they're a like, four seed in the tournament. And hey, I'm trying to think of teams that took a loss over the weekend because Austin FC won. Good for them. Yeah, Spurs lost, but they were supposed to. Ah, hey, oh, they well, beat yeah, the Nuggets 2 on Friday. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they beat the number one like team in the West on Friday. That, yeah. And then turned around and lost to the Thunder on Sunday. You know what? Just killing it, Spurs. Don't, yeah, don't pull the Texans, okay? <laughs> complete the tank. Complete don't the tank. Complete the tank. If you're gonna be in a tankathon, don't at the at the finish line of the tankathon decide, you know what? Ah, I don't want to win the tankathon. I'm gonna let somebody else win. You're leading the tankathon. Don't, you don't, were there. Don't let Michael Jordan win the tankathon by accident. <laughs> like the, that's what the Texans basically did. They they allowed another team to win the tankathon and they were right there. They've been tanking for two years. They were right and there. And now Carolina. Carolina, who has no plan of what to do, just wanted to do something. Now, how about this? This is true. Now, Patrick just referenced it, and I couldn't believe I Actually, I, I said, because Mel Kuyper said this, too. I heard him say it, too. He said there have been multiple instances that he can remember where a team trades up, and they're not sure who the pick is. So he said this is not something that is totally out of the norm, that it has happened before. I heard him talking about this weekend. I still think if I'm going to trade for a pick, I would know who I want to pick, but... Not the case. Um, apparently, and this comes from uh, Adam Schefter, among multiple He says, just hung up the phone with someone in the organization, and I said, there's a belief that David Tepper, owner of the Panthers, loves Bryce Young. Frank Reich likes C.J. Stroud. Whoa, 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 whoa. Love and like, very different. We all been in relationships. We know this. All right? So if the owner loves Bryce Young, but the head coach likes C.J. Stroud. Well, we all know love trumps like, and especially if you're the owner paying the bills. So I don't know what that's gonna that, that means. He said, "Oh, let me finish reading the quote." He said, "He said um, there's a belief that David Tepper loves Bryce Young, Frank Reich likes C.J. Stroud, and they said we love all these quarterbacks, 
and we've got 48 days to make a decision on which one we will be taking. But clearly they feel comfortable in giving up the compensation that they did to move up eight slots to procure the number one overall draft pick ahead of other teams that were interested in getting that particular pick. So Adam Schefter is hinting, Patrick, they don't necessarily know. Now, they, I, I can understand why when the Bears go, this this is up for, like, we're trading the number one, and you know the Texans don't want to trade number two. You don't think Arizona wants to trade number three. You know the Colts want to move up, if not down, at four. So you're like, if we want a quarterback, we're going to need to get in that top five, and if no one else in the top five wants to move but one, I guess we should go for one. Because they, they may have said, cool, we'd be cool with two or three, too, because we'd be fine getting the whichever one. But we got to go for one because that's what's open. That's what's available. So I, it can make sense in that. I, I will go. Frank Reich really needs to learn how to put his foot down with owners. Oh man, because he yeah. seems like he is accommodating once again. All right, you you want to start Sam Ellinger instead of Nick Foles? All right, all right, we'll start him. And what do you say when your when your boss tells you the one who the one who's going to fire you in two weeks? I tell him no. I want to win games. Uh it's hard to do that. I get it. It's but hard. It's hard to do the guy that's finding the checks to tell him. Uh, but if no, you don't, you're, want- I, you're a billionaire, and your idea is stupid. <laughs> no, no. That's why you say that's great. But what if? <laughs> no, no, no. The be- this is what this is. This is a skill too. To be able to convince a billionaire. All right. That your idea is their idea. That takes a lot of savvy. That takes yeah. ma- a mastery of communication to convince all, because billionaires, are, by nature, they're narcissists. Yeah. Uh, well, you would be too. If you you're, if all your ideas let you become I'm a, a billionaire. I'm a narcissist. Come on, <laughs> exactly. man. Exactly. So, exactly. So, you got to convince that narcissist out there, that egomaniac, that your idea is their idea. Because that's the only way you're going to get it done. Yeah. They, they ain't going to let you tell them what to do with no. their money and their team. We know this. Jerry Jones. Well, actually, Can't. Jerry Jones lets his son do it a little bit. I mean, he's he's, 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 he's getting better. He's getting better when he's getting he older. Listened. His son was the one to kind of be the Jerry Jones whisperer and keep him from doing some of those crazy things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I don't know who is that for uh, David Tepper. No, I don't know. But, yeah, Frank Reich, if you, if you really think C.J. Stroud's your guy and it's not Bryce Young and you – let the owner draft the wrong guy again, and you get fired in a couple of years. No more sympathy for you. Yeah, but do you get it? Uh, that's a good. You know what? At this point, I'm with you because you've already been fired from one gig, but you were fired because you wouldn't make your mind up about quarterback. 2018, Andrew Luck. The Andrew Luck thing was not Frank Reich's fault. No, he decided to retire. And I think honestly, this is this, and that is Frank Reich's fault for not having a plan B or contingency plan behind Andrew Luck. Because once Andrew Luck retired, you can tell he was SOL. He he let Hoyer and J- Jacoby Brissett be his star quarterbacks. Then he went and got Phillip Rivers. Then he went and got Carson Wentz. And then it was Matt Ryan and, and Sam then, yeah, And then the owner said, yeah. "We're trading Carson Wentz," even though I think he yeah. still wanted to, Frank Reich still wanted to keep Carson Wentz. The owner was like, "No, he just lost us this playoff game. He's out of here." Yeah, my man CB brings up a good point too. Remember the Titans in two thousand six? Bud Adams wanted Vince Young, Jeff Fisher, and Norm Chow wanted Matt Leinart. Turns out Vince Young would have been a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they got him. And Matt Leinart. I would take it that all day, every day, because Matt Leinart didn't really work out in the NFL. Yeah. Either, and, so. and if you would have fired your coach then, you could have had Vince Young do well as well. Oh, Jeff Fisher what was a such horror. a quarterback oh. killer. I ask, want Jeff George. Nick Foles. Nick Foles was going to join the, the church. He was actually going to become a man of the cloth. 
and because of Jeff Fisher, and then Jeff, Jeff Fisher, Fisher left. kept showing him Jeff George clips. <laughs> Come on, guys! Yeah, <laughs> nobody knows who this is, man. Stop putting him in in front of stars. Think about the quarterbacks that met their demise because of Jeff Fisher. Jared Goff almost, and then Jared Goff was resuscitated by Sean McVay, and now he's doing great. Nick Foles, uh, but then he was resuscitated by Frank Reich, and then Doug Peterson, and won Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Case Keenum was there for a while. His newly newly signed there. Texan Case Keenum. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, signed with the Texans today. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Case oh, Keenum's back with the Texans. That update. That's cut. But then he ends up going somewhere well, else. Agreed to terms, sorry. Uh, yeah, terms. There you go, yeah. Legal tampering. Legal tampering. Don't about that. Uh, going somewhere else, and then his, his career flourishes when he gets away from Jeff Fisher. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think Jeff Fisher's a big part of those disappointments. And then Vince Young, I think Vince Young would have been better. My point is, if he was away from Jeff Fisher. But anyway, there you go. So we don't know who the Carolina Panthers are going to pick at number one. They may not know either. Adam Schefter also, uh, sorry, not Adam Schefter. He was an initial report. This is Todd McShay. Uh, in his latest mock draft, Todd McShay had the Colts going with Anthony Richardson. He said, we still don't know what signal caller Carolina will target, and it could truthfully be any of the top four names. I've heard a little buzz about Carolina being interested in Florida's Anthony Richardson, who's a raw prospect, but is coming off a huge combine performance. How about that? Crazy. So basically the Anthony Richardson thing is because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen, remember Josh Allen is an outlier in quarterback development history because he had terrible accuracy coming out of college there had never been a quarterback picked as high in the nfl draft who had performed so poorly at such a low level of football at josh allen and they were able to take all those raw materials and turn them into a an nfl an elite nfl quarterback now how much of that was brian dabble we don't have you got to have a quarterback guru to do that too sean McVay did it with jared goff Brian Dabble, uh, Dayball did it. Sorry, Dabble. Dayball did it with um, but uh, Daniel Jones and also did it with Josh Allen to a certain extent. You know, there are these stories. It's Geno Smith. I, I got to go look at who the quarterback coach is and who the offensive coordinator is for the Seahawks. Yeah, but, I mean, I think Pete Carroll gets some of that love, too, because Russell Wilson was that guy as well, that he has made both of them really good. Yeah. Uh, All right, Uh, that's uh, enough of that. We'll get back to some of the other quarterback news notes and nuggets and also who the Cowboys like. Turns out uh, the Cowboys are big Rojo fans, and I think it's because of value. I like that. If they're looking at Rojo, there's a Cowboys insider says the Cowboys are looking very hard at Rojo, uh, Rashawn Johnson, not necessarily at Bijan Robinson because Bijan, hey man, he's going to be drafted in the you know, top 15, 20 picks. Um, but Rojo <clears throat> will definitely be there for the Cowboys at one point. All right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 Nine The Horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement.
Smooth Soul Monday right here on Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. The legal tampering period for the NFL has begun, so uh, there's a lot of reports out there. Nothing can be finalized yet, and nothing at this point until the official new year begins, which I think is March 15th, the official new yes, year Wednesday. begins. Yes, Wednesday. Yes, so Wednesday, no, no, nothing can be signed. Uh, everything can be agreed upon... And I believe you can like on, agree on terms, whatever that means. Yeah, basically you, everything can be yeah, done except for you can't. You can that's have official. the plane trip. You can be in the town, and then Wednesday at noon or whenever it is, mm. you can sign on the dotted line. But you can't sign the dotted line until Wednesday. And then the official official. Yes. So you can still, you know, so, pull a Carlos Correa. Or uh, what's that, Markeith Morris or Marcus? I think it was Marcus Morris. Uh, did he do that too? To the Spurs, yeah. <laughs> he pulled one of those. Yeah, the Spurs. The NBA that happened. That's well, why the NFL, when the NBAification of the NFL is is like once it is solidified and cemented, you'll see guys just backing out of deals. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm the, good. the reason the Spurs were mad <laughs> is they traded a player to make cap room to sign him, and then he backed out. Ooh, yeah. So they were not thrilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody likes a Renegger. No. And don't be saying renegger. Trust I, me, I wasn't going to because that's someone who reneges. And I'm the day. one with the I'm the one with the dump button, and I still <laughs> am not going to say it. <laughs> don't say renegger with the hard er. That's going to get you in trouble. All right, uh, let's get to flxatx.com, flxatx, and all your social media platforms. Go check out the website for yourself because uh, a lot of great content up there for you. They got uh, high school basketball uh, playoff superlatives for some of the best uh, players in the best districts here in Central Texas. Also, uh, there's still uh, some of the local flex shows we have for you. Remember Wednesday uh, night are your flex shows, and you can go catch those also for you up at flxatx.com. That is posted as well. So flxatx.com on uh, the website, but also flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Um, <laughs> no, Nate, to your uh, your question on the Specs text line, which, no, do not use that term in traffic. Don't, no, do not. Don't. don't. Somebody who tries to cut you off, don't no, don't do that. If you got to ask, no. Don't. That is, a, that is a rule for most things. I'm and, telling you, don't use the word at all. Yeah. No, it's yeah. A, no I'm saying for most words, <laughs> if you have to ask, just don't. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, it's I a like normal that. rule. That is. That's a kind of a good starting point. If you got to ask, probably don't use it. Yeah. That's, that. that's kind of in radio. I, I've always, it's, if you have to ask probably just safer to walk away <laughs> but if you ask it live on air then it kind of defeats the purpose which yeah, i think i've also done before <laughs> like as i can i use that word it's like well you already use it so you're well, getting fired regardless you might as well just go full-on howard stern at that point all right uh we're never going full-on howard stern because we like our jobs so uh come back we'll get into the nfl legal tampering period i love the term i'll also compare uh legal tampering to one of um for something that everybody's done, something you've done today, something you've done today, I guarantee you've done it today, or you've done it within the last 24 to 48 hours. We'll do that. Also, the Cowboys, we'll talk about who the Cowboys should be making offers to. Are they ready to make a deal in NFL free agency? Jimmy G to the Raiders, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and also Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Uh, that one actually is done. The rest of those are just speculative. We'll get into all that and more, all the speculation and all of the conjecture and rumor of NFL free agency. Sorry. Tamp- legal tampering. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.